Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special day late edition of the LOTL Browns postgame show. Uh, I'm Dan, here with uh, co-host Ryan and uh, our good friend Steve, and also executive producer slash co-host Jimmy. Uh, welcome in. And uh, we are here to recap a Browns victory, 35-30 to over the Cincinnati Bengals in week two on Thursday night football. And... Uh, yeah, before we get into it, how's everybody doing? What's up, guys? A very happy Victory Friday to you, right. Dan, and to everybody out here in the CLE. I tell you what, what are we, three? the past three, I think three Thursday night football games we've played? Yeah, it's like we're victorious. A, I feel like... That's just about the only thing we've done well. Started yeah. with the Victory Fridges two years ago, about the same time of year. Yep, and then last year with uh, the, uh, the game against the Steelers, which was marred in controversy, but we're not going to get into that. Good times. <laughs> yeah. Woo. All you got to um, say is we beat Pittsburgh. No. Nope. I like it. I love having Steve here. Perfection. He, hey, he loves that drop as much as I do. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, great game. It was Battle of Ohio. Uh, Baker Mayfield against uh, number one pick Joe Burrow. So number one pick against number one pick. And uh, Baker Mayfield is now 4-1 and one against Cincinnati in his career, I believe. Yeah, uh, lost, lost the second game last year, but he won the first three in his career. So, four and one against the Bengals. It's good to finally be on the the good end of one of those streaks. Usually, you know, we we go into games against the Ravens or the Steelers, and they talk about how Joe Flacco is seventeen and three against the Browns, or Ben Roethlisberger is like twenty six and two against the Browns, and and how Ben Roethlisberger has the most wins of any quarterback in brown stadium or something like that yeah, that one I, I hate that one oh, the most. The that, that stings most of all when a visiting quarter because yeah. this isn't baseball where you play a million games against each other every single year yep. we play them twice yeah. once at our place every yeah. single year yeah that's upsetting yeah. that he has yeah. as many wins as he does yeah. in Cleveland. So it's gonna yeah, yeah just, the, just please retire ben just go away and the browns have beaten the bengals for the last five times it's taken them 12 years to amass the same amount of victories against the ravens and the steelers so yeah. it, that really puts it into perspective. Well, why, I, I don't know. Why, I don't know why I brought that up. Why we're talking about that? That's that's <laughs> that's uh, that, those are bad things. We're talking about good things today. Uh, we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield and um, how he got going a little bit. Uh, OBJ got unlocked with a long touchdown grab from uh, Baker, and uh, then uh, Chubb and Hunt. We got to come up with a nickname for those guys. There's one that I don't really want to say because it kind of sounds bad. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> We got to come up with it, you we'll know, something, yeah, something better than thunder and lightning and you know nonsense like that. But they dominated the game yesterday. So, um, but uh, but what were your guys' initial thoughts before we dive deep into into what happened? 
Well, I will say that, you know, usually when we do this show, it's only a couple hours at most after the game. Um, and it seems like it's a little bit more raw. You know, today it's we've had a little more time to marinate on this one. Um, I'll say that I, I expected the Browns to win 35-17, and offensively they were absolutely fabulous. They were as good as advertised as much as I thought they were going to be. In fact, the running game was even better than I thought it was going to be. There was, in fact, yeah. one drive in the fourth quarter where they they didn't even pass. They just ran, 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 and then touched down. It was just amazing smash-mouth football. And watching the Bengal defenders trying to tackle Hunt and Chubb in the second half was just hilarious. I mean, it's just <laughs> it was men against boys Especially out there. Especially on that on those last two drives um, because you know when Baker the drive in the fourth quarter where Baker threw that interception, they they ran the ball all the way down the field, and then the last drive that theoretically you know for all intents and purposes put the game away was the one where uh, Kareem Hunt got the touchdown run. But I don't I don't even think they passed on that drive. Nope. Yeah, and so both. Chubb and Hunt both had pretty long runs at some point throughout the game. Nick's uh, longest run was a 26-yarder. Kareem went for 33 at one point. But even you know, even that said, averaging 5.6 and 8.6 yeah. yards per carry, respectively, between those two, which yeah. is just bananas. Combined for 215, uh, along that's including uh, Baker Mayfield's five yards. Yeah. Three, three rushes for five yards for Bake. Yep. But uh, ran for a timely first down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I, – it's amazing how the offense completely changed between week one and week two because, like, even the game plan, we didn't see any. This was like a prototypical Kevin Stefanski. This is my offense type game. Like where his offensive scheme comes from, you know, he comes from the the Kubiak Shanahan tree as far as what he called last year in Minnesota, and we saw none of that in week one. Well, it just felt like last week it was it was all panic. It was all very reactive. Yeah. It was something you said, I think, when we were watching the game yesterday or sometime in between, I can't recall, but it felt like Baker and, by extension, Stefanski got sucked into trying to keep up with the Ravens and play their game. And, yeah. like, Baker had to go blow for blow with Lamar. And just yeah. right now, given where both teams are at, we can't do that. That's, that's not Baker's right. strong suit, right. at least yet. This game was completely different in that it felt like Stefanski said, hey, we're going to do this thing, we're going to do it really well, and they actually followed through and executed. They didn't panic and abort halfway through. Yeah, They stuck with it. And part of that is that we were playing the Bengals and we did pretty much whatever we wanted on the ground against yeah. them. That set everything else up. Yep, It's not rocket science. It's what we've been saying this whole time. Run the ball mm -hmm. substantially and then let Baker benefit from being able to use the play action and roll out. Instead of getting happy feet and panicking and rolling right, he got to, by design, roll out. In fact, he didn't even roll right the whole time. He actually went mm – -hmm. first uh, first roll out of the game was cross body. He had to throw cross body because he rolled out left, Yeah, which was, to me, surprising, but it worked. You know, when two amazing stats from this game – well, aside from the fact that the Bengals went 5-for-5 five five on fourth down, I think that's just crazy also. But the Browns averaged seven yards a carry – Baker Mayfield did not get sacked one time. Can we yeah. give some credit to the offensive line? Oh, man. They were phenomenal. Yeah. Let's say that night. again. Even they even owned. even with uh, Jack Conklin not playing. I mean, I Chris Hubbard, I mean, he's much maligned in Cleveland over the last few. He's a big money uh, tackle free agent we signed three years ago, and he's been the butt of a lot of uh, jokes um, on the offensive line. But full credit to him yesterday. He played a great game on top of the rest of the offensive line. Jed Wills, fantastic. On 50, uh, what was it? I can't remember. It was like 24 pass protections. Yeah. He gave up he gave one up pressure, one no pressure, sacks. No sacks. And this is a kid that 
uh, has now played two games as a left tackle. People forget that he, because Tua is left-handed, he played right tackle for Alabama because he was protecting Tua's blindside. But it's a whole different ball game when you're switching from right to left as far as tackles oh, go. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, this was something that, I mean, I said this about Joe Burrow. Many people have said this about Joe Burrow because he had a great night, and we can get into him in a little bit. And he did it as a quarterback in his second game with essentially no offseason or a very busted offseason with all yeah. the pandemic stuff. Jed Wills falls into that same category. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, everyone just thinks, oh, left tackle, right tackle. It's the same position just on the other side. And it's it's a different world over there. Yeah. And the fact that he's been able to, and again, he's not perfect, but Boy, has he looked really sharp. Yeah. If we can, you know, between him, him and Conklin are just massive, literal and figurative additions to that offensive line. We bullied uh, the run game without a shadow of a doubt. And yeah, the Baker, that's an, and another thing about the Baker not getting sacked. One, the offensive line stepped up. And two, again, either by design, he was holding the ball, you know, for shorter periods of time, or he was quicker at making reads or, or both. Yeah. He was able to get the ball out of his hands a lot faster which I think that goes a long way uh, in terms of avoiding sacks, uh, bad passes, interceptions, things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so big, big kudos to the offensive line. I thought they were fantastic. Um, and then, you know, I, I thought uh, another guy who had a – and you can kind of lump him in with the O-line was Janovich. Yeah. There were a lot, especially those big runs that, that they were able to bust out. Um, he was the lead blocker through the hole. And Nick Chubb said something interesting after the game where he talked about, he said that uh, Janovich is like his second set of eyes. He's like, if, if I don't see a hole to run through, I just, okay, where's 31? I'm just going to follow him wherever mm. he goes. I hadn't heard that. I like yeah. that, though. Yeah, he said that after the game yesterday, and I was like, that that's interesting. you got to think, like, running backs, have, especially if you're in an offense where you're predominantly running in between the tackles, you have to love having a good fullback. Oh, game-changing. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely literally all you have to do is put your – you got your you got the ball in one hand. You put your other hand on his ass, and you, even if the play's follow busted leader, up, follow you're getting leader. two to three runs. <laughs> yeah, just fall two forward. Two yards. Yeah, yeah. That went and that and then all of these things, all of this running, just sets up Baker to to do what we've been talking about. Utilize that play action, and when they finally bite, yeah. he can either. Go over the top as yeah. we saw, you know, throwing to uh, OBJ. Finally, boy, how about way to get way to get that monkey off their backs? That finally, was was gorgeous, and he actually could have had two. Should have had two. Stupid non PI call. Did you oh. see that? No, I did not see that. the oh. DB. That he he roasted the DB, and the, the only I think the DB was was trying to intentionally take a penalty because OBJ roasted him. He grabbed him and just pulled his jersey. Ref didn't see it. Uh, didn't see it. I'm using oh, air quotes. Man. Yeah, it was it was a pretty and because, uh, and obvious the NFL, no call. You can't challenge uh, PIs anymore. They got rid of that rule after one year. I think I may have been driving back from the bar at the time. I golf league Thursday night, and we, oh. were, uh, we were actually uh, watching Stiffy at the bar. Hey now, uh, in the first half, I, I think that play you're talking about may have happened like right before halftime, if I recall. Because I think Jim Donovan was it was know, early. Kind of upset yeah, it was in it. it was in the first half for sure. Yeah. So on the I'll tell you what on the flip side of the run game, how nice was it? that we didn't have to watch Joe Mixon run all over us. Oh, I know. For as much as the defense struggled in yeah. uh, the secondary, we Mixon has always just roasted us. He has gone bananas. He was held to, you know, he had 16 carries, not even 50 yards. At yeah. 2.9 a carry. Yeah, I uh I'm I'm going to be uh, I'm not going to be very quick to 
uh, shower Joe Burrow with praise. Everybody's talking about, oh, he threw for 316 yards. He threw the ball 60 times. Yeah, I mean, a lot his, of attempts. Yeah, his yards his yards per attempt were like five. The Bengals had nothing going down the field pretty much all night. Well, um, and here's the thing: we have no we have no linebackers, no safety. So all you got to do is dink and dunk against the Browns, and you're going to get completions. So that's where his yards racked up. He did throw for three touchdowns. I mean, that's good. But you know, I mean, statistically, he had a nice night. Yeah. You, you, you know, if you were to tell somebody, "Hey, my quarterback's going to throw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns," you're probably thinking, "Hey, that's a great game. We might have a shot at winning that." Yeah. And frankly, they did have a shot at winning that. Yes, that last yeah. touchdown came essentially in garbage yeah. time. We. You know, they were an outside kick away from you know, have, having a yeah. having a real shot. Yeah, but that sixty attempts thing is the, is is the big. It's never that's, e- that's a big number. It's never easy with the Browns. Never, it, I will it never comes easy. I will say this again: given what he did, Grant, given the the off season situation. Oh sure, I am very nervous about having to play him twice a year for the next yeah. at least five years. Let's be real, probably decade plus. I'm I'm sure. Also, that the other three teams in our division were saying the same thing about Baker in 2018. True. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Small sample size so far. Yeah. I mean, the, the, Bengals, the one thing that the Bengals do need to do is uh, they need to get some offensive linemen in here mm. uh, because they're going to get him killed. Was it the uh, right? He, we only sacked him three times yesterday, but I think we hit him like 20 times. And a ton of pressures. Yeah. Miles Garrett alone had nine pressures. Yeah, which is insane. He only had one sack. And I know I was mentioning, like, hey, come on, Miles. Come on, Miles. Do something. Let's go. Let's go. But, uh, I mean, his his one sack was essentially won them the game. If you, I mean, we won by five. And, you know, at the, t- the, the when it happened, because it happened right after we had just uh, gone four and out on the one-yard line and couldn't punch it in. But then he gave us another opportunity, and we were able to get it in there. So um, that was incredibly timely. I mean, he's just such an animal. I mean – yeah, you're not going to have three sacks every game, and especially when you're getting double teamed and then chipped by a tight end. That's like, you know, it's good that he brings all that attention so other guys can can get in there. But we need, we need, we need to get our guys back healthy. <laughs> yeah, I saw a tweet uh, not too long ago, about an hour or so ago, that it looks like we may, and this, uh, you know, you can't take any of this to the bank, but. Maybe getting Greedy and yep. Mac Wilson and Kevin Johnson back that would for be week enormous. three, which would be huge. Yeah, I guess I, mean, I guess the rumor enormous. is Mac is supposed to practice on Monday. Allegedly, yeah, and, and that is enormous mm-hmm, because if he pra- mm-hmm. if he practices for a whole week, he's going to play. I would feel good about that. I don't know the status about Kevin Johnson's liver, and I don't yeah. know what's what up a with crazy injury that was. That's terrible. Lacerated. Imagine how hard you'd have to get hit to lacerate a liver. That had Some, to be it, awful. Somebody, somebody landed on him. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. And then Greedy Williams, I, I just I know it's a shoulder. I don't know the extent of it. I don't know where he's at, but it would be great. Now the question is going to be: Are they going to maybe line up one? Does Kevin Johnson have any experience playing safety? Uh, the reason I'm going. So. The reason I'm going to safety I mean, is that yeah, I'm so uh, tired of Sendejo. Everyone, everyone's hair. You know what though? He led the team in tackles. Wow. <laughs> It's not great that your safety leads team in tackles. No, that's 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 concerning. Yeah, that's it's never good when a DB leads your team in tackles in a game. It means they're running all over you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. The or defense passing is in the case. Or I should say, yeah, passing sure. more more accurately. Yeah, I mean the defense is definitely a concern. Um. But like you said, if we get if we get those three guys back, um, yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think uh, you're going to see Kevin Johnson. He's more of a he's more of a nickel corner. 
Um, I don't think you're going to see him lining up at safety. I know no. how much you want to get Sendejo out of there, but yeah, I mean Ronnie Harrison again, another week in the system. Hopefully, he plays even more. Yeah, you know, more and more and more. How much? Did, I don't know how much did he play this week. I don't know. I know he had two tackles. Yeah, that, well, that, I think I think they both came on special teams. That would not surprise. Yeah, because I know he had one on special teams because they announced his name as making the tackle. But um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's hard. I mean, we traded for him three days before the season started, so it's like. We're not going to blame them. And, and and week two came on a short week. So it's like, you know. The only upside to that now that we're finally through it, one, it's great that we got the win. If you lose on a short week, it just that has to suck so much worse. Yeah. But now oh, we have yeah. a, we have you know an extra couple days to get healthy. Maybe. How awesome is it going to be to watch football this weekend knowing you already have a win in, in, the, in the pocket? Can't lose this weekend. It's great. I, it really is great. It, it just allows you to just kind of relax, yep. you know, just take a, a full, you know, 30,000-foot view of the league you know, and, uh, you know, just enjoy yourself. You know, there's no, no pressure. There's no, yeah, no nerves or anything like that. So yeah, you know, it's, it's just fun. More fun. What did, way. um, by the way, has PA announcer Jeff Shreve gotten his voice back yet? <laughs> After all the touchdown, third down and fourth down calls last night. I know there's a lot. Man. I mean, my goodness. Was he the, was working overtime. I mean, what was the last time, uh, both teams scored in the thirties in a game at Brown stadium? It's a great Probably question. Been a while. The Browns don't score in the 30s often. We definitely well, are. Opponents may get up into the 30s I mean, I mean, in Cleveland. 07, we did it a, f- a few times. I, remember I know that. there have been some games where the Browns and the Bengals have both put up tons of points. There was a 58-48 game one time. That was there in was Cincinnati. Fi- there was a 51-45 game. That was in Cleveland. That was 07. Yeah, so this, this is not without precedent, for yeah. sure. How about, uh, speaking of points, how about Cody Parkey? Hey. Five for five. We had a, we had the Cody five counter going five. the other night. I said I said we weren't going to play this, but I'll play it in honor of uh, Cybert. Guess what? He missed it. He did not. He did not. He miss did any. not miss he did anything. Not miss any. Yeah. So uh, kudos to him. I mean, you know, I, I did I did read the reports that he was doinking him in uh, pregame. That was, Maybe he's just getting them all out of the system. That's fine. Yeah. Do that every week. Yeah. You know, I, I sent a snarky text to Dan earlier in the week. I said, you know, the Browns, you know, everything's good. They solved all their problems. They cut Austin Cybert. He was the problem. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing was, true. yeah, if he had to be the sacrificial lamb on that one, fine, go nuts, man. You know, you can only do that so many times. Uh, I feel bad for kickers, man. NFL kickers get changed out like underwear. I've said this before, I'll say it again. It is bad. You know, he got picked up by the Bengals in in the beginning of the week. How bad did he have to look during practice this week for the Bengals to not make him active, keep the guy that got injured last week active when he would be going up against – uh, his former team and be motivated as hell because he just got cut by them. How yeah. bad did he have to look in practice? I don't know. Week? Is it that or is it just a function of they really like Bullock? They just got him for insurance because they didn't know the injury I mean, status. Maybe. I don't I, know. I I don't I really like mine know. a little bit better. Because I, I, yeah, it's way I, more I uh, to look worse. Exciting. I mean, I don't Especially hate the guy because that a hole took number four when there's only one kicker allowed to be number four in Browns history. I'm surprised they let him take. And that's Philip J. Dawson. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I, have no I was idea surprised when they even Phil let him Dawson's wear four. If he doesn't get in the Ring of Honor someday, that's oh, a trap. Oh, yeah. it'll matter of time. I'm sure. Absolutely. You know, yeah, it, that became the hot thing. You know, Twitter, what was a buzz? As soon as uh, everyone found out that the Bengals oh, yeah. picked up Cybert. Oh, here we go. It was immediately. Yeah. Everybody just assumed. How, Brown, how Browns of us to lose on a Cybert field goal? I, I, uh, hey, granted, I, I said it too because. It, it crossed my mind. I was it, like, oh, It would no. be very fitting for us. It, yeah. That would be a very, would be very Browns, Browns move. Very Browns. Thankfully, it didn't come to that. Yeah. Oh. So, Phil Dawson's middle name, I had to jump in. It's Drury. Drury? D R U R Y. Huh. 
Thanks, Phil- Jimmy. Philip <laughs> Wild Drury. Yeah. Well, sorry, Philip Dawson. D. Dawson. PDD. PDP. Dynamite drop PDD. in, Jimmy. <laughs> PD squared. <laughs> hey, guys. That's it. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. That's the kind of quality Jimmy's content having, you're here Jimmy's for. having so much fun right now because we're testing out our new mic equipment for the first time so it's like christmas morning I know. It, this is actually it, I, we're feeling more official he's even we got, got headphones we got sound panels on the wall there's some a, more sound panels i got pictures yeah be ready we're doing a big people yeah that's right watch out I, barstool anybody wants to sponsor us look alive well we'll do some live reads for you 20 bucks <laughs> anyway uh so, so what did what did we uh you know obviously the the, the big topic um is going to be how did baker look Mm-hmm. How did he look? You mm-hmm. know, how did he play? You know, they won, but how did Baker play? What did you guys think about uh, how Baker looked? And uh, another thing I thought was interesting was, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, kind of his demeanor doing all the uh, post-game interviews. I didn't really watch a lot post-game. Um, my thought was, and I'm trying not to get too high. I'm trying to chill out. I'm not trying to get too high or yeah. too low. He did what he was supposed to do in this game. Absolutely. He was given a much more manageable uh, level of responsibility. We knew that we were going to try to run like crazy, and that in turn set him up to do what he needed to do. And it worked out pretty well. 16 of 23 for a little over 200 yards, two touchdowns, and the interception. Now that interception, obviously not great. We were driving. If we weren't in the run zone, we were super close at that point. They were quite literally going for the dagger there. Uh, that, they had just done three runs of ten yards or more. It was, I honestly, I thought it was a great call. They went to the play action there, um, and it was a situation where you just didn't see the safety. He just didn't see side. that safety cutting across. It um, would have been a, it was a dart. It would have been perfect for Harrison really, Bryant. It's really too bad because I mean that's really the only mistake he made all night. Yeah, so he um, he should have he should have known that that, that DB is going to be back there because the play that they run that DB was covering the guy that they put in motion to the right, and when they put I can't remember who it was if it was Jarvis but they put him in motion, and at that point there was no receivers on that side so that DB who's covering that side of the ball has nobody to cover so he drifts back and almost plays like a like a like a, a halo safety so he dropped back and then he saw Baker. Uh, loading up, and that's when he darted across uh, to cut off Harris, uh, Harrison Bryant and uh, make the interception. So it was a good throw. Like, if that DB's not there, it's a touchdown. It's just a bad read, and he should have known it. And, you know, he owned up to it after the game. He's like, yeah, I can't do that. Other than that, though, it was a clean game. <laughs> Absolutely. Know, he he nope, put the yeah. ball where it needed to be. Very few incompletions. Uh, early on, I think it was – it was after the first quarter, if it was, it was the first half, but he only had like three incompletions. One yeah. of them was a pass interference, yeah, and the other was uh, yeah. I might he had, have he had two him. throwaways and a uh, that's what it was, and, and that missed pi. That's what it was, yeah. At one point, he was seven for seven, and on the eighth throw, he you know, did a little rollout and he threw a pass that he was trying to throw it away, but he didn't get back to the line of scrimmage. It was intentional grounding, and. I joked at the time, well, he just wanted to stay perfect on completion, so he took the grounding penalty. Oh, yeah, there you go. There that you go. Was, that was a little bit weird because it, it's like he didn't know the rule of intentional grounding. It's so, either that or Chubb just got further away than he realized. He yeah, thought maybe so, he thought he was throwing it. So Chubb got he was Chubb was supposed to be there. He just got caught up in two guys blocking. Like he he came up through, I believe it was between the guard and the tackle, and then he was supposed to drift off to the right. And when he turned to come off to the right into the flat. Uh, I think I can't remember which tight end it was for us, uh, either Hooper or Bryant. Um, 
but they were he, they were engaged with a linebacker, and as Nick Chubb turned, they were right there. So he got he got caught up with them. But um, yeah, I you know I'm like you said, he wasn't he wasn't perfect. He did what he needed to do, and right now when he's still like like we said we said the thing about Burrow, like he's a rookie. You know, Baker's not a rookie, but he's learning his fourth offense in his third year. Like it's going to take him a few games. I saw tremendous improvement from game one to game two, and that's what I'm that's what I'm uh, hopeful in. Did he light up the scoreboard and the, the stat sheet? No, he threw for 220 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. But he also only threw the ball 23 times. He 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 only had so 16 to 23. That's got to be like 67 completion percentage, yeah, something just, like that. Just better than yeah. I mean, if he does that every game, we're we're gonna be golden. I can because live with it. Nobody's stopping our nobody's stopping our running game. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not like in Minnesota when they had a really good running game with Dalvin Cook. We have we have uh two Dalvin Cooks essentially. I mean, you go back to the Baltimore game, which was a terrible game, they still rushed for almost six yards to carry. Yeah. It's just we didn't give them the ball enough because we were so far behind. Right. You just have to that's the that's the key. We have to commit to yep. the run, sure. You just you can't do that when you're down twenty, yeah. You know, fifteen, twenty, sure. twenty five points. It just it just you can't do that. You run yeah. out of time. What did uh, what did you guys think about uh, Stefanski's strategy of uh, running Chubb a lot early and then running Hunt a lot late? I mean, Chubb got Chubb got some rushes late, but it seemed like in those last two drives, Hunt kind of took over. I mean, I don't know if that was just simply to get Hunt some touches so that there's not you know, issues with how many touches each guy's getting. I don't know. I mean, right. you know, Kareem, he signed an extension, so it's clear he, oh, yeah. he, you know, he's happy here. He wants to be here. Sure. Yeah. You got paid. That's great. I don't know if that was, if those were pity touches just to keep, you know, things somewhat equitable or if it was just simply to keep Chubb off the field as much as possible so he doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Running backs get so banged up. It could have been a lot of things. doesn't bother me. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. It didn't bother me in the moment until I realized this morning that I went up against Kareem Hunt in fantasy football this oh, week. Oh, no. All of a sudden, I am down. And I, they also had – my opponent also has um, uh, Boyd from uh, Cincy yep. who had a surprisingly good night given yep. part of – he was he was on the receiving end of a couple of uh, – like yep. seven. He had seven catches for 72 yards. Yeah, I'm down 40 points. The, uh, <laughs> the garbage time well, touchdown. Yeah, because Hunt had a touchdown receiving and rushing. And he had about 80 yards rushing. Yeah, he did. He yeah. did all right. <laughs> so that, that sort of sucked. But uh, in terms of, you know, the the, the split between the two, it, it doesn't bother me. I don't have any – I didn't really think a whole lot of it. I think they both had a hell of a time. And uh, I, I'm just, I just hope they keep it up. I hope that they stay healthy because, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, an all-time dominant this, – this is going to be a, a running back duo that people will talk about for it's, years yeah. to come. It's very it's very uh it's very believable that the Browns could have 2000-yard rushers this year. You guys want to hear something cool? Always. Nick yep. Chubb had two rushing TDs last night yep. and Kareem Hunt had a rushing TD and a passing TD. So both of them had hit the end zone twice. Yep. That's the first time that two running backs for the Browns have done so in the same game since 1978. Wow, 78 that had to be even Miner and Mac didn't. That do was it. before Miner and Back. They had was that Leroy Kelly maybe, and I don't remember. Could be. I can't even recall. It was before Biner and Mac. Biner and Mac were in the eighties. They were eighties. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's awesome. 
I think I, – I mean, I tweeted this out earlier. Our, our backup running back or our second-string running back would be better than almost any other starting running back in the NFL. Oh, yeah. It's – I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy to say. I mean, I wouldn't put Kareem Hunt over Christian McCaffrey. I wouldn't put him over I mean, you could even make an argument about Saquon right now. You, you Alvin could, Kamara? Yeah. Kamara maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, yeah. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really good. Derrick Henry? No, nah, probably not Derrick Henry. I don't know. There's I probably, mean, I would say I, I would I would say Chubb's top 5 and Hunt's top 10. That's probably fair. I agree with that. But I think Hunt has the See see Hunt it's because with what happened with him, he he hasn't like people forget Kareem Hunt led the NFL in rushing, and he's still what twenty five years old. He's in the prime of his career. Yeah, and we have him for this year and the next two for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I I think the Browns did, and, and you know we'll see what Stefanski. This is one good game that he called, but the personnel we have fits the style of scheme that our coaching staff at least on the offensive side of the ball defense i can't i'm not really going to judge them yet because we're so we're still a shell of ourselves injuries yeah um and even last night claiborne went out uh he had he had one sack he went out with an injury uh, that was a, that was a fun that was was that hammer was that sheldon richardson the one where he just sat burrow down that was was that sheldon that was richardson richardson's the one where uh burrow was rolling out to the right and tried sheldon to deco like, sheldon just like clotheslined him just grabbed him and just threw him like just a rag doll sat him down that was, that was awesome that was satisfying yeah for sure adrian claiborne going i hope he's all right yeah i that, think he's okay that'll he, be a big loss if we he was lose tweeting him. after the game he didn't be like a huge loss he didn't tweet for sure like like he didn't tweet like sad emojis or whatever he was tweeting like he was happy like they got the win and stuff so he's in good spirits so i think he'll be all right um i'm pretty pumped that mac wilson could be uh coming up and that's coming back for this week and that's where i kind of want to transition to is before we uh get into our pick segment for the rest of the week is uh doing a little uh preview and uh give our picks for the game against the football team next week what do we think? Obviously, they've played one game. It was uh, it was it was a really good comeback for them. They're one and zero. I don't know who they play this week. But they play at Arizona. Okay, which is an interesting game because Arizona's the Arizona's like us last year, but I think they're going to be better than us last year. I agree with that. They're going to be pretty strong. Yeah. You um, know, Washington is has very very good uh, defensive line. Uh, they're they generally do. pretty strong in the trenches. Chase I don't Young. feel like Chase Young v. Miles Garrett next week. Oh boy! Yeah, I don't feel too good about their quarterback situation or you know a lot of their skill players. But uh, no, I can't name another wide receiver yeah. except uh, McLaurin. They're, they're good enough to. I mean, if they turn teams over consistently, they're good enough to win. I just um, yeah, that's going to be the key, man. If we play a clean game against them, we'll win. If, if, if yeah. we don't turn the ball over, we'll beat them. Right, but if if Baker throws a couple picks and you know. Knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Um, you know, I think I think we're going to be all right. But that'll be the big thing: is how does their because their defensive line versus the Bengals' defensive line is literal night and day, especially uh, with, yeah. with the they, fact that uh, the Bengals had a few guys out last night. I mean, right. they couldn't get any pressure at no, all. That, None. That was again another again. Kudos to our offensive line for holding up for Baker so well. And good for him for getting rid of the ball quick enough, like I was sure. talking about earlier. But we also got to be honest about who we were going up against. Yeah, it's going to be a very different story this week, or I should say next week. 
I think that we're still going to – I hope – man, I really hope that Stefanski doesn't panic and abandon the run like we did against yeah. – even if we're down. Yeah. I would rather him try to keep composed and stick to the stick to the script, yeah, and and just absolutely run the heck out of. Well, because you look the, at it, we ball. have like our running backs have the ability to get chunks, so they're almost like they're almost like passing plays. Because on any 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 given play, Chubb or Hunt could go for twenty twenty five. It's not like you know, it's not like we we're gonna run the ball a lot, but. It's not like ball control often. Like even last night, like when we scored that touchdown to go up thirty-five to twenty-three, like you would have probably liked to have seen us take a couple more minutes off the clock there. But we were just gashing them so much that it's like, well, okay, I'm not gonna not gonna take a touchdown off the board. But you know, right? It's not like you're gonna be lying down inside the five. Yeah, line. it's not like the when when the Browns were were running the ball down the Bengals' throat, they were they were it was they were like seven and eight minute drives because we were just chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. And with Nick Chubb so hard to bring down, like he he creates a lot of those. And Kareem Hunt's just so elusive. And um, I'll tell you what, for a guy that's more known for his speed, uh, that guy, his hamstrings are huge. We were talking about that last night during the game. Everybody thinks he's got the thickest legs I think I've ever seen. That like people talk about Saquon Barkley, but Kareem Hunt's got to be right. He's up a there. strong guy. Everyone thinks about of him as the lightning to Nick Chubb's thunder. And, and yeah. don't get me wrong, there's elements of that, but. They both do like yeah. they scary. both do both well. Scary thing is they can Hunt both do both. Is not you know a weak guy. He's yeah. not a soft runner. He could easily be a three down back. Oh, like yeah. I said, They'll on almost any team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Troy Aikman actually had a really good point in the fourth quarter. You know, the drive where the Browns just ran it like crazy. And they got in the end zone within two minutes. Bengals were taking forever to come down. He says the Bengals are looking like the team that are trying to run the clock out. Yeah. Not the Browns. Yeah. yeah, it's weird that yeah. the Browns were trying to run the clock out. They just scored quickly, and the Bengals are you know are behind and having to you know try to score quickly. It's taking them forever to do it. Yeah, yeah it was almost it was almost like uh, the Bengals were of the mindset. Well, well, we can't tackle you anyway, so just go ahead and score, and we'll put our <laughs> offense back <laughs> on the field. Um. So, so anyway, let's go. Let's go around the room and uh, give our picks for the Browns game next week, since we won't be on in a Brown specific capacity until after that game's over. Um, so what do we what do we see? Do we, there's no line for that game yet, is there? No, because th- they won't release that until okay. after so this week's this play. weekend's game. I would imagine the line would be probably pretty similar to what it was against the Bengals. Where are we playing? It's, it's home. In, it's are we at home. home? Yeah, I figure home. if we if go to Washington, Dallas after this game, if Washington beats Arizona, the game will probably be close to a pick'em. If Washington loses, the Browns will be favored by like three, four. That's uh, what I was thinking. Guess. Four and a half, five points or something. I. I forget what I said during our pre our preseason preview, but uh, everybody had us winning that game. Yeah, I'm not going to abandon that yet. I say we win. <laughs> I, I I think we'll win. I think it's another game, and I I I don't know about you guys. I correctly guessed that we would win, but not uh, not cover. So yeah, you got that backdoor cover. I think that, that for you, right? I think uh, it'll be similar this week. I think yeah. we're we're going to win, but it'll be another tight one. Field goal, four points, something like that. Oh God, I hope it's not a field goal. Oh yeah, <laughs> Cody Parkey. Oh God, Captain Double Doink. Uh, Steve, what do you think? I, you know, I I actually think Ryan's spot on. I, I think it is going to be a tighter contest, um, but I do think the Browns win a close one. I um. I think if if the Browns can uh, continue and get some more confidence and some more, um, they just had to cut my grass today. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but 
Um, so uh, I think six forty p.m. By the way, <laughs> I think if the uh, I think if the Browns uh, um, continue to build on this offensive performance and we get these guys back on defense, the hopefully health. hopefully the defense plays a little bit better. Health of the I'm defense worried. is going to be critical. Yeah, I, I, until until those guys come back and their um, reemergence into the lineup is proven to really help us. I'm worried sick about our defense because I feel like we're going to have to score in the 30s every game to win. Right. Um, but I, I'm i going to – because our main issues uh, on the defense is linebacker and secondary, and we're hopefully going to get two corners and uh, Mac Wilson, who undoubtedly is probably our best linebacker, um, at least talent-wise, uh, I think the defense will be at least a little bit better. So, yeah, I think the Browns are going to win um, – I have them winning by about a touchdown, I think. Okay. Well, so, anyway, um, let's, uh, let's let, go to our uh, free of stress, you know, yeah. peaceful zone here. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the league for week two, and we're going to pick these games by the spread. And we're going pick to start the spread, yep. with an AFC South matchup, the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee favored by seven and a half. Where's that game at? Nashville. Nashville. Seven and a half. Oh I think the Jaguars are going to get smoked in this one. Titans yeah. big. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I agree with that. I, uh, I'll lay the points and take the Titans. Yeah, same. I'm also hoping that because I have the Titans. I'm. I usually stream defenses in fantasy football, and I'm streaming the Titans this week. I'm hoping that the Minshew magic uh, is not actually a real thing. When a team that's not supposed to be good is coming off a win, that's. I mean, that's just bad mojo right there. Um, New York Giants at Chicago Bears. Bears are favored by five and a half here. That seems like a lot of points to me. That seems like too much. That seems, yeah. I think I'll probably go, I'll go Giants on that one then. Not only do I like the Giants to cover here, I think they win this game outright. Well, there you go. Where's the game at? At Chicago. I think think the Giants Mm. are better than people give them credit for. I, I, Danny yeah. Dimes, I called him Dan. I felt bad. I called him Danny Nichols a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I think he's actually better than I gave him credit for. D Nichols. <laughs> he looked all. Right. I mean, he looked all right to start on Monday Night Football, but I think the the Steeler defense settled in a little bit and uh, yeah took advantage of him. I, I I agree. I do think he's better than you know, like when he got drafted and the whole city of New York just like erupted. I mean, everybody ridiculed yeah. Gettleman fiercely. Right. I think that the Steelers' defense is exceptional, and people don't give them the respect they deserve. I'm hoping I will never give them the respect. They I, I absolutely agree with you, Ryan. I think that the Giants just really ran up against the buzzsaw of a defense. But at any rate, I don't have a lot of faith in uh, what's his name, Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky. No. I just I don't I don't I don't I really don't I don't think they're not going to have Robinson right. He's not going to play uh, their wide receiver, Allen Robinson. He's not playing. I don't believe so. He's a bunch of contract dispute stuff. And oh yeah, he's not playing. Injured, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's too much uh, nonsense going on in Chicago. It feels very Cleveland esque in Chicago right now. I'm 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 taking. I don't know if the Giants will win, but I definitely think they'll at least they'll take care of the spread. I'm going with my boy Mitch. Money, Mitch. Right, yeah, I think pride of manner. I, I, I'm I'm laying the points again on another home favorite. Dan going with the Bears. Ryan and I going with the Giants. The Bears. Continuing on, the Atlanta Falcons 0-1 going to Dallas to face the Cowboys 0-1, and Dallas is favored by four and a half. 
I want to pick the Falcons so bad. <laughs> you I hear that, this, Hannah? <laughs> I think this is a game where Matt Ryan throws for about 450 yards. Oh, and, uh, you're saying? <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on. And the Falcons get beat, and they Ooh. don't cover either. Oh, okay, all right. Plot twist. Cowboys. Yeah. He, well, his second favorite team's the Eagles, so he hates the Cowboys. Ah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to continue my trend. I'm going to, I'm going to say that the Cowboys win, and I'm going to lay the points. I think I'm, that I'm first time for me, but yeah, I think that uh, Atlanta's so weird. They're they're very weird. They're, they're such very a capable weird of winning that game, right? But and they should, and yeah. they, they do this all the time. And you're right about the stats. I feel like their defense is awful. Matty, yeah, Matty Ice just throws crazy numbers around. Yep, and then they lay eggs. I'm yeah, I'm with you. I'll go with Dallas. I know why. Steve has Matt Ryan in fantasy, so he wants Matt <laughs> Ryan to throw for 500 yards, but. I mean, Zeke's well, going to control the ball on the ground, and Dallas is going to be ahead for most of the game. So it's, it's going to play out the same way Atlanta played Seattle. Yeah. They're going to be coming from behind. Perfect, game. perfect scenario for Steve is is, yeah. is if Matt Ryan throws for 500 yards and the Falcons win. But that put Dallas so in two, boy, that would really uh, – That would turn up the heat on it, old Mike McCarthy real quick. It certainly quick. would. And Dallas yeah. turn over two. Anyway, we, both, we all three have Dallas in that one. Um, so Denver Broncos go on the road to the giant ketchup bottle. To face the Steelers. Oh, God. Pittsburgh is favored by seven. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh. Am I really? Oh, God, I can't pick the Broncos. <laughs> the Broncos aren't going to win that game. What's, what's the spread? Seven. Minus seven, Steelers. <sighs> You're going to have to do it. Here, I'll, do you, it. I'll tell you what. I'm going to say it. The Steelers are going to cover. Steelers are going to easily cover. Yeah. I'd rather take a loss. I'm going down. <laughs> oh, all right. I will never pick the Steelers ever or the Ravens. It's it's going to it's going to make me have a worse record at the end of the year than you guys, but I don't care. I'd rather I I'll take that. All right. So, going with Denver. So, next up, we got a pair of dome teams. It's Minnesota playing at Indianapolis. Indianapolis favored by 3 in this one. I hate when Indy's favored? Yeah, go figure they that. Suck. Yeah, give me the Vikings. I don't think they do. They suck. Well, they, they see. I'm, Lost to the Jaguars. Well, last so week. it's it's well documented on the first two Brown shows we've done that I think Phil Rivers is done, and they lost Marlon Mack for the whole year. Last That's week. big. The, You're they right. did draft Jonathan Stewart out of out of Wisconsin. So it's not like they have nobody in the backfield. What the but heck are the odds makers thinking here? Three points. I don't know. I mean, it is in Indy, right? I mean, is, do they know something that nobody else knows? In like, my so, I don't know. I'm not much. I don't bet all that often. In my mind, if a home team's favored by three, in my mind, that means it's just a it's it's a yeah. push, and they yeah. just gave the points That's to the home team. What Vegas is that does, is that yeah. pretty much what it is? Generally, okay. the home yeah. team always gets three points no matter what. So I don't know. I I don't think I have a lot of faith in the Colts either. I think I'm going to take the Vikings on this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings, especially because the Vikings are supposed to be good. And they got spanked by the – I mean, they lost to the Packers week one. But it's hard for me to see the the Vikings. I I think it's more likely that the Colts fall to 0-2 than the Vikings do. Yeah. So that's what yeah, I'm going to take. That makes sense. I'm going to take the Vikings. And the Vikings played – you know, they put 34 points on the board last week. You know, they just fell up against a Green Bay team that was just smoking on offense. Um, going down to Tampa next, the Buccaneers are hosting the Panthers. The Buccaneers are favored by eight and a half here. Ooh, that's a big spread. Yeah, that this one's a, a tricky spread. one here. Um, 
Is the Tampa Bay Gronkineers really going to go to Tampa? You know, I think Tampa wins this game, but you know what? I think that's too many points. I'm going with the Panthers. That's a lot of points, man. I bet you Brady is so pissed about last week. I think they're going to come out with their head just absolutely lit on fire. I'm I'm going to go with the Buccaneers to cover, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I just It's a ton of points, but I personally I think the Panthers stink, but their defense well, they is going to stink. Yeah, I think that Tom's going to have a field day picking them apart. Now they're going to probably be without um who had the concussion? Um Godwin. So oh, they're yeah. probably going to be without him. They still have Mike Evans, they still have Gronk. They run they've got 800 running backs that are all serviceable. Yep. I think that they're going to probably score a lot of points. Yep. I think that they take care of business and cover. Yep. All right, so we've got two picks for Tampa, one for Carolina there. Next up, we have Buffalo going to Miami, and the Bills are favored in this one on the road by five and a half over the Dolphins. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Give me the Bills. Yeah, they're going to cover. They'll handle it. Five points for, for Josh Allen and that. Here comes Captain Dolphins. Strong as hell arm is. Boy, Dan can just he can just tell it. So you know, here's the thing. It's you know what? Fall has set in. It's it's like chilly up here now. Uh, gosh, it was like fifty degrees yesterday or whatever. Buffalo is gonna go down to Miami. They're gonna be sweating their asses off. They're gonna be dead they are, tired about No, they're not gonna lose. Miami is gonna come from behind, they're gonna win that game. <laughs> oh my god. I tell you what, I would be really excited. I I, I love humidity kills. The humidity kills. <laughs> They, they don't death, have death taxes and Steve picking the Dolphins. Right. You can count on it. Like they that. don't have any humidity in Buffalo. There's never been humidity in Buffalo. <laughs> well, there is They're, in August. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I would love it for Brian Flores and the Finns to, to pull off a win just because I like Brian Flores, but I don't. The Buff, Buffalo is really good. They're going to be contending with yeah, the Patriots for the, for, the, for, the, for their division. So I think Buffalo is going to handle uh, Miami handedly. All right. I'm on the island for that one. Um, next. San Francisco going east to MetLife Stadium to face the Jets. The <laughs> Niners, despite losing. Niners. Does anybody, Niners. Want, does anybody want the Jets? Niners are favored by seven. Oh, my God. Oh, Only right. seven? We need, the, we need the spread. I keep forgetting. It, oh, it doesn't matter. The spread could be 30. Oh, I know. The 30. Jets suck. The Jets, Ad, the Jets suck, and Adam Gase is going to be fired by week six. I hope. Yeah, I don't I don't. When they know start 0-5, he's going to get fired in week six. I don't know how the Jets are going to score in this game, honestly. Yeah, old um, dead you, eyes. You Sam all know Darnold. that one of my top fantasy football rules is never take an offensive player on the Jets, ever. <laughs> That's a, so. I tell you, and I, I feel bad for Darnold because talk about another guy who has talent and potential. If you look at that, you, you couldn't name a single offensive player outside of Le'Veon Bell who's, quote-unquote, got a hamstring right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, did you hear? Did you see that? Oh yeah, Le'Veon Bell tweeted, uh, "There's nothing wrong with my hamstring." Yeah, things are not going so well. Le'Veon <laughs> Bell and Adam Gase freaking hate each other. I don't know why the Jets hired Adam Gase. He was I, terrible I, in Miami. I don't know why they did that. Well, I think he's out of there because they hired uh, Joe Douglas from the Eagles after they hired Adam Gase. So I think Adam Gase is lame duck, and I think yeah. he's. So all, all three of us want the Niners. By yeah, a, by a million. Yeah. By all, all right. of the points. And speaking Double. of the Eagles, they are at home against the Rams. This is almost Ooh, a pick that's a, The Eagles are actually favored by one. Is this a primetime game? That's so stupid. Uh, no, it's a 1 o'clock game. One point. Yeah. So the Rams have got to play at 10 a.m. their time. Yeah, that's a tough That's a tough ask. And the, Eagle, the Eagles are 0-1 after a bad loss to the football team. Terrible loss. They started so well. Still weird. To totally say. fell apart. The football team. Um. Yeah. I. Wow. Man. You know, this is a big game for the Rams actually because you know they're coming off a season where they were expected to do much better. 
they had a good win on Sunday night. To get the 2-0 would be really big for them. This is kind of a, a real measuring stick game for them. Yeah, what do you think? I mean, the Eagles are your second favorite team, so I want to hear what you say first. I This is a real hard overhead game That's a for tough me, game, man. yeah. Um, you know what? I know the Eagles have a lot of injuries on their offensive line. They got crushed by the Redskins D-line last week. Wentz got sacked eight times. I think they circle the wagons. I think they find a way to win this one. I think I'm going to go with the Rams. I think that their defensive pre- – I think they're going to put just as much pressure uh, on Carson as the football team did last week. I think that will be enough to rattle them. It, it's going to be a tough game. You could, I could legitimately flip a coin on this one. I'm, I'm going to go Rams. Yeah. I, uh, I think I'm going to go Eagles. I am just – hmm. I am not a believer in Jared Goff. I just – well, to be honest with you, I don't know if I'm a believer in Carson Wentz either. Um, mainly, mainly with Wentz is I don't think he's ever going to stay healthy in his career. Um, Not the way the Eagles blocked for him last week, he won't. Right, but I just I don't True. know what it is about Goff. I don't know what it is. I just, oh man, I don't know. But I think the Eagles being at home, I think they're going to be more desperate for a win after that loss to the football team, and uh, I think they're going to win. So right. I'll lay the one point with the Eagles. We got two votes Philly and one vote for LA. Um, next up. We've got an NFC North. I can't even call this a rivalry because it's very one-sided. The Lions oh, going Lions to Packers. the not-yet-frozen tundra of Lambeau to face the Packers. Packers are only favored by 6.5. I have no idea why that's not a bigger line. Packers, big for me. You said 6 was the line? 6.5. Six 6.5, and a half. Six and a half? yeah, give me, give me the pack. Go yeah. Pack, go. This, are we finally unanimous? We got so. almost all the way through the league. First time, I agree. I, I also have so. Aaron Rodgers in fantasy. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, go Peck, go. By the way, yeah, everyone, here, here's what I'll do. If you're listening, tweet at me. I have Deshaun Watson. We'll get to him in a minute. And Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I have some thoughts on maybe Baltimore. Uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That? We're probably about to get to We're that game. We're probably getting there. How about, how about the fact that uh, Houston has to start at, at the Chiefs and then home to Baltimore their first two games? That's pretty tough. That's huh. rough. That's oh, yeah. rough. Speaking of yeah. which. That is okay. So all of us taking Green Bay there. Um, yeah, Baltimore at Houston. Uh, we're into the four o'clock window now, and Baltimore is favored on the road by seven and a half against a playoff team from a year ago. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jordan, and I'm gonna uh, continue with uh, my theme of never picking the Steelers or the Ravens. Uh, well, I'll just say this: I'll take the Texans to cover. I don't know if they're gonna win the game, but I'll take. The oh, Texans. they're definitely not gonna win the game. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <coughs> I just I don't think the Texans are very I'd love Deshaun Watson I think he's fantastic I do too outside of him I don't think they're very good I just don't trust what Bill O'Brien's doing with the team yeah as, as, as Bill O'Brien the GM is totally screwing over Bill O'Brien the head coach yeah and he I don't be, he should be so mad at him he, he should be irate with himself <coughs> excuse me I that's so many points on the road. I'm I'm gonna go Ravens. I think I think the Ravens will oh, actually. I think the Ravens are gonna cover. I think they're gonna cover it. I think that they're gonna put up a boatload of points. And I don't trust. I, it's not that I don't trust Watson. I don't trust Bill O'Brien to scheme properly to score the points needed. Mm-hmm. I think that the Ravens will take care of business and cover. The Ravens were absolutely awesome last week. Right now, they're full of themselves. Ooh, little yeah. egg laying. Not only is Houston gonna cover, they're gonna win this game. They're gonna outright. win outright. Wow. All right. Jordan will love to hear that, although I guarantee he's not going to listen to this. 
Also in the 4 o'clock window, we've got Washington at Arizona. We mentioned this game earlier. The Cardinals are favored by 7, so the odds maker is not giving any respect to the football team as of yet. I think the football team covers. I think Arizona is going to win the game, but I think I think uh, Washington covers. Yeah, I'll second that. I think that they're gonna they're gonna lose, but they're gonna keep that offense in check. I'm in agreement there. I think this game comes down to a field goal. So yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Washington. Uh, the other four o'clock game, uh, Kansas City going on the road to face the L.A. Chargers. Does anybody uh, want the Chargers? Chargers are getting eight and a half. But I still don't think that's they enough. Could be get, they I could be the they could be given eighteen, and I'd pick the the Chiefs. Yeah, they're they didn't even play that well last week no. in terms of offensive efficiency no. and all that. And they destroyed the the te- the only reason why the score was close is because the Texans scored late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs on that one. Yeah, who owna the Chiefs? Sunday night, New England Patriots going all the way across the country. This is gonna to be Seattle. a game. Uh, this is good. Cam Seahawks. against Cam against Russ. Belichick's defense against Russell Wilson. That's going to be a game. Seahawks are laying four points in this one. I think that they can do that. I think that they cover. I'll take the Hawks. If this was if this game was at one o'clock with the with the Patriots going to the West Coast, well, I don't know. That really doesn't affect a East East team going West. Not as much. Not no. so much. No. Four, you said. Yeah. I'm gonna take Seattle. I'm still. I'm waiting to to buy into the Cam hype with the Patriots. I think he's still good, but we'll see. I don't know. They also have no. They have no receivers around him. Um. I th- and I just think Russ is better than him, and he's at home. So I'll. I'll give me the. Give me the Hawks. The Patriots are gonna wish they never even got on the plane. They're gonna get killed. Ooh. Ooh. Seahawks. Strong words. Like, Known like, Patriot hater. Three touchdown winner, or at least. I, wow. Yeah. All right. Forget it. Um, and then the Monday night game, you've got the New Orleans Saints traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Oh, they're playing at the at the the Death Star. Saints are giving five and a half. Hmm. Give me Chucky. Give me the Raiders. I actually think <laughs> I actually think the Raiders are going to win that game outright. Mm-hmm-hmm. Michael Thomas is not playing. At least I don't think he is. He has a high ankle sprain. That's right, he's out. He tried practicing, and he says he's going to try and play. I don't think he's playing with a high ankle sprain. I'm sorry. No. Not going to happen. I just don't. He shouldn't if he knows what's good for him. I just think this is one of those games where Chucky's going to get him up. It's the first game in the new stadium. Even though there's not going to be fans there, first game in Vegas. It's just one of those games where he's just going to – whatever magic he's got left in that coaching bag, he's going to pull it out for this one, and he's going to – I think they're going to win. You said five and a half? Yeah. I think the Saints win, but it's going to be a nail-biter, so I'll, I'll go with the Raiders. I think this could be a similar game for the Raiders to the one that the Saints had the first game after Katrina. I think this could be a real seminal moment for them as a franchise, uh, first game in Vegas. I mean, it'll be it'll be a little different without most of the fans in the stands, but, like, yeah, I give me the Raiders here. I, I like them. All right. Well, that does it. Um, future weeks, we're going to be tweeting out our picks. Because well, is, there, is there a Monday night? Or was that, that, was, was, that, oh, that was a Monday night game? Yeah. I thought we were off again. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, last week there were two Monday night games. That's what so. it was. That's, yep. but, um, but, yeah, so we will, uh, in future weeks, we will be tweeting. Actually, we'll tweet out these picks uh, as well, just so people know them. And then when we do our post game shows uh, moving forward, we'll recap everything just like we do in our uh, Around the NFL segment and uh, see how we did. So, uh, 
that's pretty much going to do it for us. So we will be with you next Sunday uh, for a post-game show after the Browns and the football team play. That's so freaking weird. Um, why couldn't they? Ju- why couldn't they just be Washington FC football club? Why do they have to say football team? I would prefer club. Yeah. Um, but we'll be with you then. Catch us this uh, Wednesday for another normal edition of Living Off the Land. And uh, we'll catch you guys then uh, next week. So um, go Browns. Big win. One and one. Hopefully moving towards two and one. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that next week. So uh, for Ryan, Steve, and Jimmy, I'm Dan. Been listening to the LOTL Browns postgame show. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Peace. It's over.